Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Warrior Within, and it has been really cool to see how God kind of planned this out, but one of the things that I think as men that we need to understand is that God has created us. You know, I know that's like vague and generalized, but God created us. If you were to really think about how each and every one of us is designed special and has our has we have our own minds we have our own abilities we are big we are small we're strong we are weak we we are smart we are not as smart we're wise we're not as wise we're foolish all those di different characteristics come together and you see a different form of each guy there's the good part of us and there's the bad part of us there is the side of us that we need to actually recognize more and that's how God created us. So if you guys have ever wanted to like get into a study or something or be able to spend time in God's word, I suggest two books that are just strong and make it really easy. One is Psalms and two is Proverbs. Today, we're actually going to go into Psalms 139. But if you are trying to figure out how to do Bible study on your own and you're just like, I, don't, I just don't know what to do, the best thing you do is read a chapter a day. Um, so chapter, uh, there is chapters in Proverbs, chapters in Psalms that you're going to have to break them down. And you could do that. I mean, a lot of times in our Bibles today, we have it separated into like paragraphs and stuff. So you could do it that way. And you could take each of the sections or the chapters and you could break those pieces down and just read it over. I mean, sometimes I've read it over and over again because the idea is that you want to fill your heart with God's word. And as we talked about last week, we talked about that the idea is that if you are filling with yourself with God's word, when your heart breaks your word or your, your heart will be filled with his word you know that's the one thing about following him and living for him and chasing after him and and asking of him to be a part of your life and, and guiding you is that he his word can fill you you know the mindset is whatever you put through your eyes what you bring into your heart that's what's going to come out of your mouth. And that is very true. And we've kind of talked about those verses, just not in that type of context. But today, we're going to go to Psalms 139. It states, Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down, when I wake up. You, you understand my thoughts from afar away. You observe my travels and my rest. You are aware of my ways before a word is in is on my tongue you know all about it lord you have you have encircled me you have placed your hand on me this wondrous knowledge is beyond me it is lofty i am unable to reach it where can i go to escape your spirit where can i flee from your presence if i go up to the he up to heaven you are there if i make my bed and shall shall ah I can never say this correctly shall which is basically hell you are there. If I fly on the wings of the dawn and settle down on the western horizon, even there your hand will lead me. 
If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and the light around me will be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. Night shines like the day. Darkness and light are alike to you. And then this is the section that, that is important too. For it was you who created my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will praise you because I have been remark remarkably and wondrously made. Your works are wondrous. Sometimes my KJV kind of starts kicking in because some of these verses were kind of taught throughout the years. So like I, I sometimes start wanting to say what they say instead of what this is saying. This, this by the way, I'm, I'm using CSB, which is Christian Standard Bible, just because... I want to see if it's a little bit easier to speak with and talk with. Um, my bones were not hidden from you when I was made in secret, when I was formed in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw me when I was formless. All my days were written in your book and planned before a single one of them began. God, how precious your thoughts are to me, how vast their sum is. I counted them. They would outnumber the grains of sand. When I wake up, I am still with you. God, if only you could, you would kill the wicked, you, you, you bloodthirsty men, stay away from me, who invoke you deceitfully. Your enemies swear by you falsely. Lord, don't I hate those who hate you and detest those who rebel against you? I hate them with extreme hatred. I consider them my enemies. Search me. God, and know my heart, test me, and know my concerns. See if there is any defensive way in me. Lead me in the everlasting way. The idea I wanted to kind of talk about today is that we were created by him. He knew who we were in our mother's womb. He put, he fastened us together. And like I was talking to some of my friends we were having this big discussion on what does it really mean that God created us? And the honest truth is God already created man in our physical appearance from the beginning. Okay. He fastened what my mom and dad did to make my body be what it is. But the Lord knew me and that's our soul, who we are, our, our, our person. So me as Dito or you as Bob or you as Jim or you as Tom, as you as Michael, as you as, you know, Micaeus, whatever it may be. Um, he knew you. Okay. He formed you. He fastened you. He put you together. The thing is your mom does DNA did create your body. So, you know, our body was designed using God's creation of sex. Okay. But at the same time, God already knew who we were because our soul is what really matters. Because remember, our bodies are broken or corrupted. Until we get to heaven, it's going to stay broken and corrupted. Because our body will be, be transformed when we are in heaven. You see, the one thing about us, guys, is that we got to remember we are specially created. So you are here for the purpose for whatever God has planned for you. But you have to ask him for it. You need to ask him to guide you, to help you see what you're supposed to see. Because if we run around trying to figure everything by ourselves, that's 
going to just keep us being lost because that that gives Satan and his and his cohorts the capability to be able to mess with whoever because there's no guidance they can actually f enforce their own form of guidance because remember if we don't know Christ who are we enslaved to sin but if we are saved and we have accepted Christ as our savior we're not bound to sin anymore but it does not mean the enemy does not try to break us and to smash us and to make us fall on our knees and quit. God gave us our hands to physically make things. He gave us our minds to be creative. He uses our heart with, with compassion and love towards others. He gives us these abilities. They're all part of his gifts that he's given us. The question is, how, how are you using it? Are you wasting it? Because if you're not doing anything, you're wasting it. God knows we have enemies. God knows people aren't going to like us. God already, I mean, Jesus already said, they're going to hate you, not because of you. They're going to hate you because of me. Because they hate God so much that they're going to try to destroy us. So what, what are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to just sit back and like, I don't want to be involved? No. This is our time to step forward. This is our time to, to speak up. This is our time to talk and defend our faith. This is the time to, to step up as leaders in our homes. Because the path that we're jumping on is not going to be a path that everybody loves. It really isn't. It's not going to be something that an unsaved person is going to be like, yeah, yeah, I want to give up all the joys and fun and excitement of this world for following Jesus. That makes so much sense. See, the, the thing is, the, the world loves sin. That That's their God, their idol, their focus. Because sin feeds them individually for their minds and their hearts to focus on themselves. People want to be God. They want that ability, that power to be able to be God of themselves. But God created us. God molded us to a way that he wanted us to be able to uh, walk in the way that we were supposed to. So I want you guys to think about that for a moment as I take a break. Welcome back. And, uh, you know, what I, we were just talking about is that how much... People want to be a God, a God of their own selves, the God of this world. Like that's one of the things why Satan talked to Eve. He was trying to get them to think about that God has more than he is giving you. And you can get that by eating of this tree. You know, Eve was tempted by that. And Adam failed at protecting his wife and protecting the creation, protecting the truth. The truth was you're supposed to trust God no matter what, completely, without a doubt, without a question, so that you don't allow your sin or your, your inner self trying to control what you want. I mean, Paul talks about that we're battling our flesh versus our spirit in Scripture because he's doing it. He understood that even though he was serving his God and his Lord, he also had the battle of his own self trying to get in the way. You see, no one in scripture, none of these stories, David, Solomon, none of them had the capability of not doing wrong. And I think this is something that we kind of keep forgetting that 
these people failed. I mean, if we were to take David, David failed, but then he got back on track. Solomon even failed, the wisest man in the world, but he still got back on track. See, the idea is that guys got to understand is get on track, get on track. Ask God to show you what you're supposed to be doing. Ask God to direct you where you're supposed to be going. Don't be afraid to make a mistake and think you failed that you can't get back on track. You can and you should. This is a time for you to step up, not a time for you to quit. Not for time for you to, to back down and, and lose yourself because, oh, well, I messed up, so therefore I've just got to keep ruining my life. No, that's not how it works. I've failed myself. I've made mistakes. I've made bad choices, made bad decisions, and had consequences for it. But it does not mean that I just stop and quit. Like, this is a journey, guys. He, he created you all. He has a special purpose for you. The fact that you're still awake every day is that he wants more of you if you allow him to actually guide you, show you, open your eyes, move you, change you, design you into more of what he needs you to be. Sometimes we're so fixated on being where we're at, we for, we've forgotten to ask God, are we where we supposed to be? This is the time where people start thinking about, is this all that this is all I have? This is all you have for me, Lord. Am I doing what you want me to do? I mean, the thing is, it could be work. Are, are, are you in the job you're supposed to be doing right now? I mean, you might have needed to be at one point, but now you're starting to ask the questions. This is all for you. Because maybe one, he has another job for you. Maybe he wants you to have a change of career. Or maybe he still wants you to have this job, but he wants you to do more outside of the job. I want you guys to start thinking about, am I, am I using the gifts that God has given me appropriately? Am I even using them? Because sometimes it gets to a point where you're so comfortable that you've kind of just cruised on by. You, you've continued this this trek that you've kind of created you got on the side road and you've walked away from the track that he had set up for you i mean i think of track because i think about like when i was younger there was those like track systems that you can connect with these like controlled cars that you pulled the gun and it made it move across the track it was pretty cool but that's the idea is that you know tracks can be changed they can move that you can redesign them you can get new pieces old pieces but the thing is the old stuff that happened it's supposed to be ways to help you understand God more, to um, mold you into what you're supposed to be. Because we think a lot of times the bad stuff that happens to us is why. Why, why does it have to happen to us? But the idea is that God uses it to remold us, rebuild us, to, to change our mindsets, to get us to see something that we did not see before. Because we were so focused on ourselves that we lost track of what we we're supposed to be looking at. You know, if we go back to Psalms 139 and you read this, like, I, I don't know, I just love this chapter. There's something about it that's just powerful. But, you know, God knows us. He, he sees us. You know, Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I stand up. You understand my thoughts from afar away. 
You observe my travels and my rest. You are aware of my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know all about it, Lord. You have encircled me. You have placed your hand on me. This wondrous knowledge is beyond me. It is lofty. I am unable to reach it. See, the idea is that David wanted us to understand that God basically encircles us. He loves us so much that he is encased in every aspect of our life. He knows our life. He knows what's going to happen, and he knows the choices you're going to make. It's not going to be a surprise to him. Maybe a surprise to you. But here's the thing, guys. Get back on track with God. This is your opportunity to not allow what's happening to you or the choices you're making to dictate your life and control it so much that you don't want to change because you're so comfortable. You're, you're already, it's done in your mind. Like I've done so many bad things. There's no hope for me to do anything else. And that's not true. God can take you, renew you. He can clean you up. He can clean your heart. He can clean your mind. He can clean your spirit. And he can get you on track again. It just takes you saying, Lord, please, please cleanse me. Please work in me. Please move me. Please allow me to be able to uh, get back on track with you, Lord. Show me the path I'm supposed to get on. And allow me to to walk in the in righteousness and uprightness and, and to follow you and to trust you and to believe in you. Don't let me falter. Don't let me fall on my face and not be able to get back up again. Because, you know, that's the one thing, guys. Sometimes I think we just feel if we fall so hard, we can't get back up. And this is where we're supposed to stay. And that's not true either. Guys, this is your opportunity today to step up. Allow yourself to be used by God. You know, he knew you. He formed you guys. He knew you. So get on track with him. Focus on him. Chase after him. Love him. Desire him above anything else. And he will show you an amazing path. I mean, there is other pieces like trust. And you have to trust in him. You have to have faith in him. And he will direct the path that you're walking on. He will. It just may not be an easy ride. It may be 10 years. It could be a few years. It could be a month. It could be a few months. He has a plan. He has a direction. And he wants you to get on track with him. Take today as an opportunity to not just sit around and just watch. To sit around and just wait. Ask him. And seek him out daily. I mean, make challenges for yourself like memorizing a couple of verses a week challenges like praying for more than 10 minutes a day with God talking with him make a relationship you know we've talked about that several times in several episodes make a relationship with him make time to spend time with him because the Holy Spirit will guide you will show you will will reveal to you things that's going on around you that you didn't notice before because you've been so focused on self that's the key thing is that we say we pay attention, but in some cases, or in most cases, we're not. We're so focused on us and what we're doing and what's going on with us that we don't pay attention to other people's burdens and brokenness and their struggles. Because a lot of times, your struggle is going to help someone else's struggle when they're in struggle. 
Yeah, I know it's a tongue twister, but it's true. This is why, you know, I, I talked about the brotherhood needs to exist, that men need to be with men and pray with each other. They need to talk with each other. They need to be able to cry with each other. They need to pray with each other. They need to encourage one another because men need this and women too. But then you guys really, really need this. You need to stop trying to be strong on your own, trying to take on the world alone because you're not alone. We're all battling the same type of battles. We may have different paths of battle that we're going through, but they're all similar. They all have an end that's the same. So take this time, this opportunity that God is placing on you to pay attention and get on track. Let's pray. Dear Holy Father, thank you so much for your guidingness, your, your Holy Spirit in us that it allows that he guides us and shows us what we're supposed to be doing. But we've got to be paying attention, Lord. I ask that you just remove whatever blinders or whatever is blocking these men from seeing you clearly in their lives. Remove the sin that's in their life. Remove maybe the bad company or the bad leadership that's over them that's, that's teaching them some way that isn't of your truth. It is not following your way. Lord, I pray that you just move men today to get back on track with you. And if they've been not on track with you at all, like never, never knew it, that you would show them the track they're supposed to get on so that they could start following you, Lord. I ask that you just guide these men to understand how wonderfully made they are, that they have a purpose, and that there is something for them to do here on earth. Give them the battle plan, Lord. Open their eyes. Reveal to them who they're supposed to be for you. I ask, Lord, you give these men courage to take that step forward. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys have a blessed day.